Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullah. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa sirli amri wa hlal uqtatan min lisani yafqaw qawli ama ba'd. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين All praise and thanks to you to Allah Hi everyone, I hope you are good and well in good health and imam of faith, inshallah And inshallah, in today's episode it's all about another book recommendation I want to bring your attention to another great book called Lead Yourself First Subtitle Inspiring Leadership Through Solitude By Raymond Keith Leach and Michael Irwin This book is all about good leadership and its relationship with solitude and why it's so important and what it can do for you and thus this book encourages us all to develop the powerful habit of solitude and they say quote anyone who leads anyone including oneself can benefit from solitude so what that means is if you want to be a great leader or an effective leader whether you run a large organization or company with thousands of employees or a small team or family or community project it all needs to start by leading yourself first. And a beautiful quote that sums up this book is this, quote, To lead others, you must first lead yourself. That ultimately is the theme of this book. I really enjoyed reading this book. It's an inspiring and excellent book, which makes the compelling argument that the way to lead yourself is through solitude. And that solitude is the secret source or the key ingredients to good leadership and they teach us how to use solitude to become better leaders of course that means including leading yourself and as always i want to share with you several of my favorite ideas inshallah first the definition of solitude quote solitude is a state of mind a space where you can focus on your own thoughts without distraction with a power to bring mind and soul together in a clear eye conviction like a great wave that saturates everything in its path. And later on, they go on to say that, quote, personal leadership, leading oneself, is the foundation of leading others, and personal leadership comes through solitude. And when we think about the word solitude, most people we just think straight away the one aspects of it, which they say is only one aspect of it, is like being away from people, place, or being in nature. They say that's one type of solitude but another type of solitude could be going for a walk or it could be going um, for a run journaling all these are different types of solitude and they say and the whole point of it all is they say one is to you must first get clarity and determine your goals of who you are what your purpose is and what you are trying to achieve and to do that, they say, you want to do that with enough clarity and conviction that not only so you can lead yourself, but if you are leading others as well, it's, it's paramount that you have a clear conviction and clarity on what it is you actually want to achieve. And they say in today, the biggest obstacle to all that is, is all the distractions and noise of, you know, our smartphones, social media and information overload. And they say in that today... In today's age, it could actually be called 
and the input age instead of the information or knowledge age it could be the input because the constant input and noise and distraction and they make the point that productive time spent alone without distraction used to be like the default mode of all great leaders and thinkers and everybody else but in this day and age it takes a conscious effort and they and that's what this book is saying will teach us and you say why and it makes the compelling argument why that effort would be worthwhile and most importantly like they teach us how to do it jim collins a leadership expert himself and the author of the book good to great who wrote a four-page forward for this book mentions quote that successful leaders are those who create quiet time and space for reflection so that they can engage in discipline for and thus summon the strength for discipline action. And Jim Collins also agrees with the authors that the biggest obstacle to solitude today is that import social media, smartphone, TVs, all that constant distraction. And he mentions that some of these successful leaders, once they created that time for quiet time and space for reflection, they were able to, you know, get clarity on what they wanted and make some of the biggest decisions in their lives and careers. And he goes on to mention like, you know, Bill Gates and several other leaders who he quotes. And the authors themselves who have had successful careers in their self, Raymond Keithlich is a judge on the United States of Court of Appeal, and Michael Irwin is an ex-military leader who served in both Afghanistan and Iraq, and is now assistant professor of leadership and psychology at West Point. And also, and is the CEO of the Character and Leadership Center. It's during their pursuit of a successful career in their adult lives that they both discovered and got into the habit of solitude. And this is how they discovered the relationship between good leadership and solitude. And they discovered that there's four big benefits to solitude for leaders, including leading oneself, of course. First, they say clarity, creativity, emotional balance and moral courage and the book is born from a five-year research and it uses a fascinating series of case studies of contemporary leaders and historical leaders such as like a martin luther king abraham lincoln and so one of the popes and few other people and the contemporary leaders some are famous some are not and they just like for example entrepreneurs and teachers military leaders and so on and forth who've all used solitude to get clarity on their purpose and the meaning of their life who they are what they want who they want to be what they want to achieve and so on and forth and then also dimensions other people who have discovered creativity who've discovered some of their greatest ideas in solitude and also emotional balance for example martin luther king and he didn't really want to lead you know, the civil rights, but because he was an uh, charismatic leader, the people wanted him to lead. His family was threatened, and a few nights later, actually, he got a phone call saying that if he doesn't stop, they'll blow his house up, and three nights later, they actually did blow his house up, but it was one of those in the kitchen, it was one of those moments where he, um, prayed, he got on his knees and prayed to God to help him, and then that gave him the courage and the emotional balance just being alone in his kitchen. And they say that, like I mentioned, there's different types of solitude. So Martin Luther King there that night, he was in his own, in his kitchen, just thinking and reflecting 
about whether to carry on and lead the civil rights movement or to quit because of the threat. And he got an emotional balance and decided this is what he was in, wanted to do and he was going for it and his family. Actually, luckily, they escaped but his house was blown three nights later and he escaped. But it was that emotional balance. So they're saying is that it's when you, otherwise, if you don't get, if you don't have the solitude to create emotional balance, it's easy to let fear and doubt overwhelm you. But if you have clarity on the what you want and conviction and believe deep down in your heart and soul of what you want, then you'll be willing, you know, have that, that will give you that emotional balance. And then the other one, of course, is moral courage, to have the moral courage to do the hard things that you need to do once you are convinced of what it is you want to achieve. So this is a great book, and they say that if you want to be the hero of your life, basically, and you want to have a great soul, then you need to get clarity on who you are, what your purpose and the meaning of life is, what you want. And we've already mentioned that in the self-talk knowledge, you have to ask yourself, what do I want? And who can help me? And how do I do this? And so on and forth. So you ask yourself good questions. You can see that episode, Self-Talk Knowledge Method, where we ask how to ask yourself powerful questions. And inshallah, what I want to do now is share with you a few quotes from the book. And also leave you with some questions you can ask yourself uh, next time you find or you create that time for solitude, inshallah. And a few little stories and from Islamic perspective as well, inshallah. And the first thing I want to do with you is, and there's one particular story and they share by a guy named Bill George, who's a teacher in Harvard Business School. And he says that solitude, he encourages us to get into the habit of solitude. And he says it's to create good self-awareness. So, quote, he says, to process your life story, you need to reflect on the crucibles of your life and how you dealt with them. These experiences can teach you about your character and things you can try to improve. In other words, we can use solitude to process and get clarity on who we are and our life experiences and the lessons that we can learn and see things that we can improve on. And also then we'll be able to know and when we are in focusing on what we want and once we are getting distracted. Because as we said before, clarity on what matters provides clarity on what doesn't. And that Carl Newport quote from his book, Deep Work. And also that's another book, a great book that tells the importance of in the art and science of being intentionally alone or solitude. It's for creativity and deep thinking, right? And we've already talked about that book. And also... From Islamic perspective, if we look at the seerah of our Prophet وسلم, in the, the sealed nectar in the biography of the noble Prophet Muhammad وسلم, the author tells that our Prophet وسلم, had the habit and got accustomed to, and to pass long hours in retirement, meditating and speculating all over aspects of creation around him. And he said the three years before the prophethood, and he had the habit of going to the cave of Herer and he would spend long days there. He would take his paley porridge with him and water and he would head directly for the hills in the neighborhood of Mecca. And obviously we know the rest is history, the cave of Herer 
and then he used to sit there and think deeply. And the, and the quote, quote from the book, Privacy and separation from the impurities of life are two indispensable prerequisites for him to meet what Allah had in store for him, preparing him to carry the great trust to change the face of the earth and alter the course of history. It was a rich period of privacy which lasted for three years prior to the beginning of his mission, entering in a new era of lasting contact with the unseen that Allah would permit him to witness. See, our Prophet ﷺ, he had the habit and got into and became accustomed to, you know, like I mentioned, past long hours in staying in the cave of Hera in solitude. And this reminds me um, of a quote by Nicholas Tesla, and who who's an inventor. He said, quote, the mind is sharper and keener in seclusion and an interruption. So all the great thinkers or people who come up with ideas, they all agree that the mind is much more sharper and more focused because intuition, intuition, which is, you know, all your past experience, all the connection, and also reading the seerah of Khalid bin Wid, radiallahu anhu, even when he had the problem and of the mighty army of Persians. He was in a thoughtful mood, used to go seclusion and used to think deeply on how to come up with a genius plan, right? And only that a master could implement. Because Khalid radiallahu anhu was a military genius and it's in solitude, it's when you can come with strategies and tactics and, and come up with a genius plan and, and then implement it and put that plan into action. And think about it. so really and truly. So what I want to do, inshallah, and is leave you with few questions. The first one is, what are some big decisions that you need to make in your life that you could do with some seclusion, silence, and stillness and solitude to think deeply on, right? And then you can listen to your heart and intuition. And also reminds me of, and Albert Einstein once said. I take time to go for long walks on the beach so that I can listen to what is going on inside my mind. And he also said that if my work isn't going well, I lay down in the middle of a work day and gaze at the ceiling while I listen and visualize what is going on in my imagination. And that's Albert Einstein, right? And also another quote I remember once he said that thinking is hard. That's why so few people do it. I realized why. Because, for example, let me ask you this question, yeah? When was the last time that you just took the time and sat alone with your own thoughts? Ask yourself that question. What was the last time? Chances are, it was not last night or the night before or the day before. I would say it was probably been a while. And I realize why. Because as human beings, it is said that we, we fear three things. Death, other people, and our own minds. Most people are scared to be alone or to be alone with their own thoughts and as I mentioned before there's three things that's extremely hard metal diamond and to know yourself right <laughs> and that's why the Somalian says not how you know yourself but how you are known and the whole point of all that is to say because we don't we're scared to be alone with our own thoughts most people are always neither engaged on their phone music other people constantly because we're just scared and the only reason we're scared is probably because of shaitan or because our nafs, we haven't tamed our nafs long enough to be able to focus 
our attention is always constantly distracting us with with our nerves, desires, whims, and that's why you know our pleasure, temptation, and of course all those challenges of the environment doesn't help, right? So we need to get into the habit of being being comfortable, being alone intentionally, right? Taking the time out to think about who we are, what we want, and who do we want to become, and and how we can you know make the big decisions that we need to make. So the first thing I would do is encourage you. What is some big decisions you need to make in your life? And then, of course, go and take some time out alone. Go for a long walk, journal, go to the masjid. That's one of my favorite places to go upstairs in my local masjid. If we go up there, when everyone else is gone, go upstairs and just... That's where I use sometimes my thinking days or my thinking... As I mentioned before about and creating a thinking day once a week just to think on... And what's working and what's not working in your life and in your current vision, missions and projects and so on and forth. So the first thing I encourage you is to think about some big decisions you need, you need to make. The second thing I will encourage you is, and is ask yourself, what's one bad technology habit that you can stop so that you can actually create some time for solitude, silence and stillness, right? Is it you're going to stop using Facebook for a while, Instagram, whatever, WhatsApp, whatever. Which bad technology habit are you going to stop that's distracting you, TV, or any other bad habit that's stopping you from creating that time to be alone? And the third thing I would ask, the third thing I will ask you is, what challenges or problems are you facing that you could do, you could create some in silence, solitude and stillness or quiet time and space to think on coming up with creative solutions inshallah like the great general Khalid bin Walid radiallahu anhu when he had the um, the mighty um, Persian army and he had his small Muslim army and they had to figure out ways of overcoming it right obviously they put their trust in Allah but you still have you still have to come up with the um, strategies and tactics on overcoming whatever obstacles standing in your way to achieving your goal. So inshallah, I'll repeat once more, what big decisions do you need to make so you could use solitude to, to think on them? And what bad technology habit or any other habit can you stop that would help you to create the time to uh, create some solitude, silence and stillness? And third, what problems or challenges are you facing that you could do with some solitude, stillness and silence? To think on creative solutions, inshallah. And that's it. This is a great book, inshallah. And I highly recommend you read it. You definitely benefit and learn many things from it, inshallah. And that's it for today's episode. And please do remember that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul, and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existing and our future in this life and the hereafter. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits. And your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind. And please, if you found this beneficial, do me a favor and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah, take care. And I wish you success in this life and the hereafter. And I ask Allah to give us all. Rabbanatina fa dunya hasanatan wa fil akhirat hasanatan wa qina adhaabanar. Oh Allah, give us good in this life and the hereafter. And safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire. Ameen. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته